Genre. Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion Presents Doctor Who, The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Cass Fredrickson. Today on the show, we'll be discussing Planet of the Giants, the first Doctor's 10th story. Can you believe? Can you believe? We have covered <laughs> 10 first Doctor stories. I know I can't. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Planet of the Giants. This is the uh, the the premiere of the second season of Doctor Who, um, and uh, this is written by uh, Lewis Marks, directed by Mervyn Pinfield and Douglas Camfield, um, and then of course this is uh, produced by Verity Lambert, script edited by David Whitaker. And uh, aired across three weeks between October 31st and November 14th, 1964. Um, Planet of the Giants is an interesting one. Uh, the idea of doing an episode where the TARDIS crew had become miniaturized had been in the works since the origin of the show. Um, so much th- so that um, Verity Lambert and uh, and uh, David Whitaker, they both wanted a that that plot to be the plot of the very first Doctor Who story, um, which was, uh, you know, that was instead of the cavemen, it was going to be Unearthly Child leading into Planet of the Giants or, you know, back then, I think it was just called the Giants. Um, and uh, honestly, that would have been, <laughs> been a pretty cool uh, opening story, to be perfectly honest. I would have I kind of would have loved that. Um, but uh, it was nixed instantly um, by uh, everyone's favorite uh, BBC head of drama, Sidney Newman, played very famously by um, uh, 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 Brian Cox in An Adventure in Space and Time. What a um, Yeah, I know. No kidding. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, yeah, you know, he was like, no, there's no there's no, there's no uh, educational meat to that. You know, uh, and they're like, well, I mean, you know, they can like see small things up close. And he's just like, you know, no, <laughs> no. Uh, instead, uh, uh, make up a fake story about cavemen and the invention of fire. Um, <laughs> that's way more educational than them being shrunk down. Um, but uh, yeah, this was a this was a concept that they would not let go. And um, at, at a certain point, they were going to turn it into a later um, first season story, and uh, that one didn't really work out either. And and part of it was just that like they couldn't find a way in that gave it any sort of anything. Like it was kind of just like a silly adventure, and they they wanted something more to it. And they went through a few writers, um, and eventually, 
uh, they came to Lewis Marks, who pitched them on the idea of it being an environmental story about um, about uh, incesticides and uh, all of that, um, which was apparently kind of like a big deal. It was like the uh, the climate change of its time um, in the in the sixties, where you know the rich people were like, ah, that's bullshit. Eat it anyway. It's it's good for you. Whatever. And then, you know, other people were like, uh, no, I think it's killing us. It kills them. It's probably bad for us to eat. Um, and so uh, they decided to uh, make that be the plot of this um, this episode. Originally, they shot uh, four um, episodes for this. And, uh, uh, you know, um, one of the, uh, the people at BBC like watched the story and they were like, this is kind of boring. Can we do something to fix this? Uh, and they're like, I don't know. I mean, we already made it. I don't know what to do. Like, can, <laughs> can we take the last two episodes and just merge them into one episode, um, and make this a three part episode? Cause they were like, I like the first two. It's the second two that are a drag. And so they cut out about 20 minutes of material between the two episodes and just like merged them. That's why the third episode is a little a little longer than the typical classic Doctor Who episode um, at like 27 mis- minutes versus like a 23, 24 kind of thing. Um, and yeah, uh, the stuff they cut out is stuff I'm really glad uh, was cut out, to be perfectly honest. Um, one of the elements... Was that the uh, they they watch in horror as the cat dies um, <laughs> in front of them? Uh, oh my god! From, from ingesting the 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 insecticide that the episode is about, um, and they cut that whole sequence out of like you know uh, Susan and and Barbara like Barbara being like oh my god that's gonna happen to me <laughs> but I can't tell anyone and, and and Susan being like oh no poor kitty. Uh, and you know, you can imagine what Susan's reaction to the whole process was. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was like a horrifying thing that I'm glad is not in the final episode. Um, <laughs> they do like the, they do like the fade away where the, the dissolve where the cat dissolves and fades into just like a cat skeleton that someone made. I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, so, uh, uh, so anyway. Yeah, um, that's that's basically it. Uh, you know, originally um, this was the Reign of Terror was originally going to be the premiere of season two. And this was going to be the end of season one. Um, and they ended up uh, flip flopping the stories because of um, uh, basically they needed more episodes for the end of the season versus the start of the season. So they just kind of flip flopped them because Reign of Terror is longer than Planet of the Giants. Um, this is also coming off the heels of a, uh, the, 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 the show's first, uh, contract negotiation with, uh, with the actors, um, to return for a second season. Uh, at this point it had already been decided that, uh, that Susan would be leaving the show soon. Um, and so, you know, they didn't really have to worry about her. They basically just signed her up for, I think, uh, I don't know, like 10 episodes, I think total. Um, and, uh, and then the rest of them would be signed on for another full season. Um, and they were all sort of trepidatious about signing on for another full season, especially at the pay range that they were, um, suggesting because what BBC wanted was to just run the show without stopping because the show was such a big hit. 
Um, and so it was going to be like end of season one next week, start of season two. And like, no one would even know the difference. And so, um, and they were also not, uh, giving them a race like at all. Um, they were just like, yeah, you're just going to get where you're going to get in the first season. Um, and so they held out and negotiated, uh, basically a, a, you know, somewhere in between what they were making last, the first season and what they were asking for for season two. So they, they did take a cut from what they were asking for, um, but it was a raise uh, slightly um, from season one. And in addition to that, received uh, six weeks off. Um, so there's a six-week break between the end of uh, uh, the, um, uh, uh, yeah, the last story, um, Reign of Terror, and the start of this one. Um, so they got like a six week break. And so between like, yeah, like getting some time off, uh, and, and the, uh, little bit of a raise, they all signed back on for a full second season. Um, mm. and for a time they thought maybe they would, uh, go ahead and, uh, just replace everybody and just be like, yeah, no, they're playing the same characters and mm. it's all brand new actors, but, uh, eventually, um, cooler heads prevailed and, uh, they brought everyone back. Um, during that's the fascinating half- yeah i know right the like the like the what could have been yeah yeah exactly because mm-hmm. it kind of sets the precedent for the whole i mean the, the revolving door of the tardis is like such a bedrock part of the show that the, that being totally different is crazy to think about yeah totally um so the uh uh, uh and then in terms of the um uh the uh, uh three the, the four to three episode thing um at first they were like well maybe we'll reshoot it uh, and, and we'll put it as the second story and we'll start this season with, um, the, uh, 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 the next story, which is, um, um, Dalek invasion of earth. And, um, but the problem was that because Susan <laughs> leaves in Dalek invasion of earth, right. she can't leave and then suddenly be back in the story again for this. <laughs> uh, so that's when they were like, can we just like smush these together? Um, and they literally like the 20 minutes that they cut out. They cut out of the, like the the middle of the two episodes, so it was like like they literally took the beginning of episode three and the end of episode four and just smushed them together because that was the cheapest possible way to edit the two episodes together. That's so um, funny because the, editing was really expensive back then, and uh, they had already edited the episode, so they were like, "This is the simplest solution." Is we just. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, uh, we don't get any of them like cleaning up the dead body and the murder scene and we don't get the death of the cat. And, uh, yeah, all of that stuff is all cut out of the, uh, of the episode because That's they're like, wild. Oh, we don't actually need any of this. The, like that, that BBC guy was right. We could just cut all this out and it's like a better episode. Um, but, uh, 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 yeah. So, um, funnily enough, this is not the, uh, Lewis Marx would go on to write Doctor Who for. A very long time, um, including uh, in two episodes in two weeks, we'll be hitting another Lewis Marks episode with our third Doctor story that we're covering. Um, so he stayed on all the way through to at least through the third Doctor. Um, he might have even written some fourth Doctor stuff. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, Lewis Lewis Marks was around for a while, which is uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's that's Planet of the Giants. Um, I am curious about everybody's thoughts on this one um but uh but first uh cash you want to tell everybody what this episode is actually about 
Yeah. So um, our TARDIS crew, um, fresh off of Reign of Terror, though I think everyone changed their wardrobe, but the Doctor kept his cape, which I'm obsessed with. Um, <laughs> so so they, the TARDIS is flying through space, and he goes to materialize it, but the door is open in the middle of that, um, and the Doctor is... Uh, freaked out by this and he's like trying to look to see what's what's wrong they can't really find anything wrong they're like okay well it's it's there's an atmosphere outside it's fine we can just go outside and see what happens um at this point like the scanner explodes um so they go outside they find these weird rocks and they explore a little bit they find these giant bugs and then they realize that they have been shrunk down to the size of an inch um they play really fast and loose with the scale of <laughs> things as i'm sure we're going to talk about um and it's basically them wandering around in what uh turns out to be this garden um they get separated in classic doctor who fashion some of them end up inside the house um and then intercut with this is like this plot of this businessman um named Forrester who is uh backing this project for like insecticide like pesticides um and it turns out the pesticides are extremely poisonous to like everything um and he kills a man over like threatening to expose the the research behind this um and he drags his scientist buddy um smithers, smithers. which i think yeah. smithers <laughs> to like help him cover up the evidence um uh and in the process of this like our tardis crew kind of um also realizes that this poison is extremely poisonous and they have to like they 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 find themselves compelled to do something about it um and barbara's also poisoned but she's fine by the end of it um did i miss anything i think that's yeah, that's basically that's, the, that's basically yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Nick, what did you think of this story? I, I I was very entertained. Um, I think I didn't even think about it at the time, but the smushing of this into a three parter, I think this episode just moves at such a clip compared to the first Doctor stories that I've seen so far, and I was grateful for it this time. It it just seemed it just zipped right through. Uh, this is also incidentally, listeners, the first story that we have watched on Tubi, mm -hmm. the streaming service Tubi. And I think it's so cool how those are organized. Like, they're organized by doctors. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's such like a, I mean, for Doctor Who, it, it's it's like a more bite-sized to yeah. the outside viewer of like, oh, okay, this these are all the first Doctor adventures. These are all the second Doctor adventures. Um, yeah. To me, the star of the show is the set design and the props mm -hmm. just the, the 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 such a great example of the show doing a lot with what i'm sure i mean i, I don't know at the time but like you know s smaller resources compared to what we're getting now <laughs> no pun intended like the worm and the sink and the matchbox and just I, I was just like wow that looks so cool and so i know exactly what that is just looking at it um kind of you know big mag magic school bus vibes um just kind of in and out, really. Just them kind of moving around, and um, I loved Pharaoh. I miss that Doctor Who character, just like the sneaky murderer. 
who would pop up all the time, and I don't, I don't think we get anymore. Maybe for the best, but, but yeah, I, 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 I was very entertained with this story. Yeah, I, I think the very, very first episode, an unearthly child, um, notwithstanding, I think this is my favorite episode, like my favorite story that we've covered on for First Doctor, um, so far. Uh, on long way around, I I just I think this is so entertaining, and I do think the second season of Doctor Who is a vast improvement overall to the first season. Um, I just think that they get a little more, uh, I don't know, they take more chances, they do more interesting stuff, um, and it is paced a little bit better, I think, than the first season was because the first season was still like attempting to be educational, mm. um, and I think I think with the second season. They're like, I mean, we can pretty much skate by and do whatever we want. Let's just make a science <laughs> fiction show. Um, and uh, and yeah, I just uh, I, I, I love uh, Planet of the Giants. I mean, it's going to be, uh, you know, beat into the ground uh, with the next story that we're going to cover. Um, uh, uh, Dalek Invasion of Earth, which absolutely rules, um, owns bones. But uh, uh, for now, I think this is the best episode, the best story from the first Doctor that we've covered um, on Long Way Around so far uh cast do you have similar feelings about planet of the giants uh i used to um oh. i don't think this held up for me on a rewatch i i like the gimmick of the first episode where they're still kind of figuring out what's going on um but i i was kind of bored by this um <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i don't i don't know um, there's not a lot to it to be fair yeah there isn't a lot to it um i I just think it's like silly that Barbara doesn't say like, "Oh, I touched the poison thing." <laughs> um, I do, however, love Susan's outfit, and I think mm. Susan is really good in this. Um, yeah. which is you know because she's leaving next next time we visit these people. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think not knowing what's going on, like the first time, was was part of the fun for me. So knowing, like rewatching it, I'm like, eh, okay, this is this is okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, I guess. Um, yeah, all right. Well, do we want to we want to uh, sort of like go through uh, the plot and uh, talk about I don't know individual moments and stuff. Um, sure. There's this um, great part at the beginning of the TARDIS where, like you said, Scott, uh, or like you guys said, there was like the the screen short circuits and the TARDIS yeah. is acting up, and I think it's Ian. Who's like, we're not going to blow up, are we? And <laughs> the doctor's like, no, 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 yeah. no. I no. <laughs> I do think it's funny that because um, like the doctor is really rude um, to both Ian and Barbara when he's like stressed out about the TARDIS. Um, mm -hmm. And he only apologizes to Barbara. Which I think is really funny. Well, Ian's a man. He doesn't yeah, need yeah. he's like, Barbara, my dear, was I rude to you? And Ian's like, dude, I'm right here. Um, yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I, well, and I love that because that's not, that's new, right? That's not mm. something that the doctor has done up to this point. It's like, yeah. apologize for being a curmudgeonly uh, asshole, you know? Mm -hmm. um, typically, he's just like, ah, pfft, deal with this <laughs> there's a line uh there's a line that i wrote down on my notes uh the, the doctor says in this episode it might even be this scene he says i always forget the niceties under pressure uh -huh. that's great and i re i related so much to that line because i feel like i do the same yeah for sure for sure 
Um, also, uh, the whole plot hinging on the fact that the TARDIS door opened mid-flight um, is interesting <laughs> because, uh, I mean, that's ha- that happens all the time now, and it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, um, it's almost as if uh, the Doctor, like, at some point after this story, I was like, I should, f- I should figure out a way to like make sure that doesn't happen again, um, and then just fixed it. And now, you know, they open, they open the door in flight all the time. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Some of the most iconic shots of the show are like the TARDIS being wide open and like the Doctor and the Companion are looking up at the stars and the night right. sky and all that. Right. Yeah. And 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 there was even uh, uh, the thing that uh, uh, in the in the fourteen specials and then and then again in in fifteen when we get there, um, you know, uh, Russell T Davies like in the uh, intro originally wanted a, a part where. While the TARDIS is like moving through the the you know the portal or whatever, the doors would open and then the Doctor and their companion would like stick their head out and look around and then go, come back in and shut it. Um, mm-hmm. And so like in the specials, it was going to be like fourteen and Donna, and then like in fifteen in the fifteen era, it was going to be fifteen and Ruby. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, he like er- no one liked it but him. <laughs> and then he showed it to Moffat, <laughs> and Moffat was like, Russell, no cut this it's terrible <laughs> and Russell was like well all right i'm not gonna argue with Stephen moffat so he just he, he cut it but that i mean you know that's the thing it's like it's so much not a thing that he was gonna build it into the intro to every episode mm. um which is really funny uh also when that view screen explodes the logic that the doctor uses is really funny where he's like it's as if something was too big for its frame. Oh yeah, the picture being too big. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What?" That's it's how like TV the, works. Uh, it's like the X-ray of the Grinch's heart, where yeah. it like, <laughs> bing, bing, like breaks. Yeah. Um, also, so then when they land and they start like walking out, and they're like, "Wow, this is all weird." And they like examine like the rocks and stuff, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Look, it's one kind here, and then it's another kind down here. It's very strange." Um, and, and then they're like, we should split up and, and Barbara and the doctor are going to the left and Susan and Ian are going to the right. And they're like, yeah, we'll split up. And if anything happens, we'll call out to each other. Okay. And everyone's like, yeah, agreed. And then they, they, the camera doesn't cut and they split off and the camera follows, uh, Barbara and the doctor. Literally they walk three steps Barbara sees a giant earthworm and is like, oh, we should call for help. We should let them know. And I'm like, it's been 30 seconds. Like, you have taken two steps to the left. And it's, and it's you know, and it's, it's like big, like, I don't know, the Rainforest Cafe vibes, you know? Like, yeah. yes. Cause, Absolutely. Because they think um, the earthworm is a snake at first. For a couple minutes. Right, 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 right. Because it's so big. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, originally, so, so okay, so um, uh, Mervyn Pinfield directs the first, uh, in the original set of episodes, he directed the first three, um, and then, uh, uh, and then uh, uh, Douglas Camfield directed the fourth episode, and then when they merge three and four, Douglas Camfield is the only one who gets credit on the third episode. Um, but so it's interesting because the difference between their directing styles, um, uh, Pinfield does this thing where the characters can't see anything that the camera can't see. And so like you have the earthworm thing, right? Like just two steps to the left. But as soon as the camera sees the earthworm, Barbara freaks 
Right. And then late and then later, like a few minutes later, Susan sees like an egg and she like picks it up and she's like, Oh, what do you think this is? And he's like, I don't know. And then like she walks a step and the camera follows and she's like, Wow, look at all of these eggs. And like suddenly there's like a whole nest of eggs. And I'm like, that was in front of you before the camera saw it. <laughs> but because the yeah. camera didn't see it, he wouldn't let Susan react to it. Um and so it's just very silly. Um but uh, total uh, interesting uh, directorial choice. I don't know. Mm. Um, can and, I ask? Uh, can I ask yeah. a dumb question just to get? Because I, I, I think I was never clear on this. Did they travel to another planet that was exactly like Earth, but the size proportions were different, or did they just shrink? And this was on Earth. This is Earth, and they just shrunk. Okay. Yeah, because of because they opened the door in okay. flight. Somehow that made them shrink. Got it. Well, no one knows why. It's a mystery to even the doctor. Um, And so they find that ant, and the ant, the ant has died, died defending the eggs, and they deduce that, and 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 the worm is dead as well, the giant earthworm. And so they're like, oh, something is indiscriminately killing all these different kinds of of bugs, these insects, right? And I think it's. I think it's Barbara and the doctor who find, do they find the cat before they find Smithers, before they, they see Smithers? Or not Smithers, the, the guy, the guy that gets killed. No, uh, the cat is in episode two. Yes. Oh, the, great, the oh, greatest no. cliffhanger I've ever. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So the cat is like the, yeah, it's the cliffhanger of part one into part two is the cat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the scientist guy is like, hey, M- Mr. Fair, I know we've been like, Really excited about these insecticides, but like this is bad. This is Pharaoh like, really is the Pharaoh is the guy checking the on the insecticide. Forrester is the business guy. It's really okay. annoying that their names are so similar. I, yeah, that's that's a that's a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how Cass always gives a shit for giving naming so many people with so a G. many G names. God, <laughs> so many G names in Geek by Night. Um, but uh, yeah, it's Pharaoh and Forrester, and Pharaoh's the good guy who gets killed. Mm-hmm. Um and Forrester's the the mean businessman with the gun. <laughs> so there's a gunshot. Uh, it sounds like cannon fire, right? And um the Smithers, the scientist, comes and he goes, "Oh man, what do you what you know? Why did you do this?" And uh the bad guy is like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you know, got to do what you got to do. Put a lot of money um, into this. <laughs> what's the what, what's the cliffhanger for episode one? The 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 cat." The cat. The cat. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, you know, my old uh, long way round rule of any time there's any kind of a different cliffhanger, mm-hmm. I'm I'm about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. This could only have happened in this story. Yeah. I, I like that the I like that the doctor's uh uh solution to it is like don't look in its eyes, and then the cat just like wanders away. Right. After don't after move. Them look. And I'm like that's not no cat would do that. Like that's not a thing. <laughs> I love that they don't even like like um they don't even have the the TARDIS crew like in front of this cat like shrunk down at all. It's just like really zoomed in footage of this cat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um also uh uh earlier than that in episode the reason that we know about Pharaoh and Forrester is because um Susan and Ian find uh, a matchbox. And Ian climbs inside, yes. and then 
uh, and then uh, uh, Pharaoh like picks up the matchbox because for some reason Pharaoh has this weird thing where like he just sets matchboxes on the ground when he's smoking. <laughs> so <laughs> he just like picks it up, carries it, and you get that shot of Ian inside the matchbox being like, whoa, whoa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Uh, that's good. Um, um, is this the episode where they're walking past the corpse and it's like a photo? It's like a projector effect? Yeah, that's in episode two. Yeah. Okay, let's move um, on to episode two I, then. I thought oh, that no, was no, a really no. cool... No, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. That is episode one. That's the end of episode one, right before the cat. It looks cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it does. Also, the the dead bee that falls, it sounds like a helicopter. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that too. <laughs> um, yeah. Pharaoh was about to go on vacation to France in his boat. Conveniently. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, we can just like make it look like a boating accident. Right. <laughs> the gunshot to his heart will make it look like a boating accident. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Um, so yeah, so then episode two was like, uh, uh, Smithers and Forrester covering up uh, the murder of Pharaoh. Right. Uh, Barbara and Ian falling, like stumbling, like out of the, the briefcase, briefcase being like, whoa, that was harrowing. <laughs> why? Um, yeah. Why is this called? I love how dramatic the episode titles are, like yeah. the dangerous journey. Like what? It's like <laughs> Susan <laughs> and the, and the box, doctor yeah. are like <laughs> climbing up a sink drain. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I had an interesting thought while they're climbing up the sink drain, and it's it's fun. It's like real, real, real. Honey, I shrunk the kids vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the doctor is like way very winded by the end of the of the climb. And I was like, you know, it's interesting. He isn't, he doesn't become an old man again until 12. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, this, this sucks. This is, <laughs> this is a real hindrance. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, inside the, the briefcase, Barbara was uh, hurt by a paper clip. Um, and her solution is like, I want some water to soak my ankle. Mm-hmm. I just like I that doesn't seem like a priority to me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, man, paperclip. Do you think like I I can understand I think you could get like impaled by a paperclip certainly at that small of a size. Yeah. But I don't feel like getting hit by a paperclip would like bruise you. I don't know. Size. The the scale drives me insane on this. Yeah. Like, cause the ants are as big as they are, almost. Right. The bee and like ants, I don't know. They're not that big. They're not an inch long, you yeah. know. Right. And they find a fly in this episode as well. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Housefly. Um. Yeah. Uh. They find those wheat seeds, mm-hmm. and Ian right. is like yeah. off in his own little world, and it's just like really like hmm like thinking all of this through and being like why would there be seeds and he's just sort of talking out loud to himself and completely ignoring the fact that barbara's like what kind of seeds is it oh you're right it is a weed seed and like picking them up and touching she's like oh there's stuff all over my hands do you have a handkerchief and he's like yeah sure here anyway what i was saying it just like completely like has has no like has not been listening to a thing that she said has not been paying attention to anything mm-hmm. so that like later when she realizes that she touched the insecticide and now she's poisoned, uh, she can still hide it from everyone, despite the fact that he was like literally 
standing right next to her when this happened. I don't know why she isn't like, hey, Ian, I touched one of these things, especially when he talks about it. He's just like, oh, yeah, there's there's probably like an insecticide like that. That that bug like died immediately upon touching it. We shouldn't touch it. I don't know why she isn't just like, oops, like, you know, like. Uh, Right. Yeah. I feel like I mean, part of me gets it because part of me is like. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. It was stupid for her to just pick it up like that. And maybe she's just like, I don't want him to know how stupid I am that I just did that. (laughs) I don't Um, want the guy that I like to know that I'm stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like that's part of it. Because also, like, he teaches science, right? Yeah. And she teaches English or history? History. History, right. So I think she just is like, I don't know if I want to tell my science teacher crush crush that I... (laughs) I did something really stupid. <laughs> I didn't follow the scientific method when we came across these seeds. <laughs> it's a real Prometheus move, if you will. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah. Remember when everyone just was just going buck wild over that movie for a few yeah. months about how, how dumb the scientists were? The first movie to ever have dumb scientists. Not many people know <laughs> yeah. that. Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. It's never <laughs> happened before or since. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not a single time. <laughs> and it didn't happen here either because Barbara's not a scientist. <laughs> Boom. How could she possibly know? Um, It is really interesting to see them kind of phase out of this being like an educational show because like the pieces are all there. And I'm almost certain I've said this before, but like Susan is like like a character from a children's show, like, you know, the big Mm -hmm. big comfy couch and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So seeing them just on this like madcap adventure is interesting. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, speaking of the uh, the cool like set design and art direction and stuff, I love all of the stuff that they have to interact with. Um, like, for example, when Ian is like o- opening the briefcase. So you got the giant latch and he's got to like push the latch open and everything. Mm. Um, I just think that that's really cool. Uh, I don't know. I really like that. Is episode three the matchbook? The matchbox? Yes. Where they have to- yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Like it's in I don't I don't I don't know I don't know if like that the upper body strength that would take comparatively. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I don't know. When he was just able to do it on like the second try, I was like that's pretty nuts. Yeah. He had to have <laughs> Susan's help though. That's true. That'd be really funny. That'd be a fun minor detail if Susan has like the strength of of three adult men, but it's never remarked upon. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, so while all of this is happening, this is the, uh, this is where, uh, Forrester and Pharaoh are like cleaning up the dead body, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and hiding the evidence and whatnot. And, uh, uh, Susan and, uh, the doctor have climbed up into the sink and now they're using the sink to amplify their voice. And there's this great moment where like they're shouting and Bar- Barbara and Ian can hear them because it's being amplified. Mm-hmm. And then Susan is like, turns to the doctor and she's like, wait, if this is amplifying our voice, does that mean that the, that the normal sized people will be able to hear us? And he's like, no, our voices would be far too high for them to hear us. They can't hear us. Well, maybe a dog could, but that's it. Um, <laughs> and I was like, wow, I don't know if that's how that would work or not, but it's, it's just, it's so like stop thinking about that, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, but yeah, uh, Smithers and Forrester they come in to use the sink to wash the blood off their hands mm-hmm. for the murder that they just did uh, and covered <laughs> up. 
And uh, I've never seen anyone wash their hands in this fashion, which is that they plug the sink, yes. fill it with water, wash their hands in the filled In the dirty sink, water. In the dirty water, and then drain the sink. That's how they wash their hands. Um, has anyone seen anyone wash their hands like this? <laughs> Lady Macbeth. I don't know. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, and then we. I, I love a I love a late in the story character edition. Um, mm-hmm. We get it's 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 comical how little the trio or the quad the the, the team Tardis have to do with solving the murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it is entirely the work of this operator and copper. Right. That are like, <laughs> These potato. That's just that's the same man's voice. I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because for Forrester's calling to impersonate Pharaoh to give a false report about mm-hmm. like all good, best thing I've ever seen. Uh, a pluses all around. This 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 stuff is amazing. This insecticide, good. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even change his voice. He just puts like a <laughs> handkerchief over the phone. Yeah, to like muffle it, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and Smithers you know, is like, you don't sound anything like Pharaoh. And he's right. like, forget that. I, I'll worry about that, you piece of shit. Okay, wait, over there. okay. <laughs> I have no problem. I I have no problem with this guy's performance or his character, but just, uh-huh. just you know, almost like peer review, I guess. Yeah, this is a horrible villain. <laughs> like he he shoots the guy in the heart, right? Yeah, and then. And then he tries to lie to Smithers in episode one. And he's like, yeah, he was struggling. And then I, I, I had to shoot him. He got shot through the heart, idiot. And go, oh, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, like you said, he doesn't even try to muffle his voice mm-hmm. or do. He, he's just, he's like, yeah, like evil at an eight, but intelligence is like at a two. <laughs> yeah, it's true. A really effort. It's very true. Um. Oh man, there's this great scene in episode three. The cliffhanger to episode uh, episode two, by the way, uh, for those uh, listening, um, is the uh, uh, Smithers and Forrester washing their hands in the sink um, because that's where uh, Susan and the Doctor are. And so, yeah. like when the when they drain the water, it's going to come rushing down the drain pipe and uh, presumably like wash them out and and drown them and kill them. Um, but luckily, uh, the solution is that <laughs> there's. There's there's safe and sound in an overflow pipe. Um and uh and so they just watch the water drain in front of them. Um and uh and that's how they, they get away with that. Um what did you think of that cliffhanger, Nick? That's not that's not a cliffhanger you've ever seen before, right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> you gotta give Fair it to point. the cliffhangers in this in this story. You really do. No, um, for sure. I'm they're, surprised they're this hasn't happened again. Like is there, oh, can you yeah. think of, can can either you think of another kind of because there's especially in New Who sometimes they're kind of like ooh this is like an echo of this classic episode but have yeah. they ever shrunk again yeah so there there's there's into the Dalek the right uh, that's the, right the twelfth yeah. Doctor episode then there's also the other twelfth Doctor episode where the the TARDIS keeps materializing in weird sizes and that like mm. they open the little hole and then he's like he's his his eye is like poking through it because he can't get right. out of the TARDIS yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay. So, oh, there's this really funny scene where, where they they come across a notepad with like the formula of the, of the, the, of the insecticide. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which is called DN6. 
And uh, and and uh, Barbara's like, oh, what is this? And they're like, I think it's a formula. And Barbara's like, great. So we'll know what is this is, and then we'll be able to make a cure. And everyone's like, a cure for what? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I know they like that's the stupidest, her. <laughs> That's the stupidest goddamn idea I've ever heard. And everyone is like, yeah, Barbara, that's pretty dumb. What a waste <laughs> of time that would be. Um, and Barbara's like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Oh my she's God. still not telling people she's sick. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't, like, nobody figures it out until she passes out and, like, <sighs> episode three and they're yeah. like oh barbara did you did you did you do the thing that we said not to and she's like yeah i sure did but like but in my defense i did it before anyone told right. me not to do <laughs> I it i know look, <laughs> look from the outside from their culture and their and their and their cinema and their stories i think one of the tenets of uk culture is you do not make a fuss right that's true <laughs> That's true. Look at uh, Sean's mom and Shaun of the Dead. That's what I was thinking about the whole time. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. She like hides the fact yeah. that she was bit by a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. English culture. You don't, <laughs> they don't, don't talk about their feelings. No, they don't. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, all right. Um, oh, and I love, I love the bit where the doctor suggests that because they can't like they're like, oh, maybe we can take the, th- the this pad and like set it up like a billboard so we can read it. Right. It's yeah. hard to like take in all at once because it's mm-hmm. big and it's on the ground. Um, and and uh, uh, they're like, well, it's too heavy. We can't possibly do that. <clears throat> and so then he's like, I'll tell you what we got to do. We need to like draw a map. We need to map it out. And I was like, that is so. That's such an interesting way to like solve that problem mm-hmm. of just like, yeah, we're just going to take it a little bit at a time and I'm going to recreate it on this path that I have that's us sized. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I really like that. I was very charmed by that solution to that problem. Um, yeah, it's very yeah. nerdy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. It's, there's this meme going around on Twitter in the wake of, uh, of the giggle. Where it's uh it's fifteen that the scene where fifteen is just counting off all the crazy stuff that's happened to, to them, and it's mm-hmm. like you know like the gods of Ragnarok, Trenslord, we never stop for a second, and then like the meme is like what's the most obscure thing he could have like rattled off, <laughs> uh-huh. and yeah, if there had been a moment like like Barbara got poisoned by pesticide, <laughs> he had to crawl up a sink. <laughs> This is truly uh, just like a normal day in the doctor's life. This is barely an adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, love when they try to use the phone. Uh, I guess mm. that was. I guess that helped the overall uh, cause, right? Fair. Very like fair. getting it yeah. off of the hook, um, which, called, <laughs> which notified the operator. Yeah. Um, which I loved. I loved the first time that uh, uh, that Forrester calls the operator. She is reading a book. And when the call comes in, she almost like she thinks about ignoring it and just blowing it off. And I'm like, you have one job, lady. You're an operator. You answer the phones. <laughs> I just thought that was a really funny moment. I loved that lady. Um, but yeah, uh, they 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 pull the phone off the hook and they try to get the operator to call the police, but she can't hear what they're saying, no mm-hmm. matter how much they're shouting. Um, and then Barbara passes out uh, because it took a lot of effort to um, get the phone off the hook because they like brought over 
Were they like corks? Yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the cork. Yeah, the cork looked great too. Yeah, they used the giant, the big corks to like prop up the phone so that they could talk to the operator, but um, it wasn't working. And even if, even if she could understand them, they couldn't understand her because she sounds like a peanut grown up. Yes. Um, in the like, just, and like I we don't I don't know what the hell she's saying. I don't know. This was a total failure, and then Barbara passes out. Um, <laughs> and then like wakes up like instantly. Um, like uh, I don't know. She like she passes out, and it's like, oh no, is she dead? No, she's fine. Um, she's so fine that she's able to like. They eventually like make it all the way back to the TARDIS, and and she survives the whole trip. So yeah, they try and like give some kind of explanation for it. It's just like, oh yeah, your body is whatever. And I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So okay. Uh, uh, first off, um, when they figure out when when uh, Forrester and Smithers figure out that the phone is off the hook, and they go and get the phone, um. The operator has already called in her police buddy, mm-hmm. uh, Bert, the police officer, Bert, the copper. Um, and he's in there <laughs> listening in on the conversation, too. And she's like, see, something's going on at the old farmhouse. You got to get down there. Everybody knows, apparently, that this is the old farmhouse or whatever. Um, and uh, uh, he puts on his helmet, but the strap, his helmet strap, like, won't, it doesn't fit under his chin, so he just leaves it dangling under his nose and, like, tries to take the scene very seriously. Bless. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> um, I, I love that. Uh, he's got, like, a Bobby, Bobby helmet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 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 yeah, so then they need to start a fire, uh, because they're, they're trying to make a bomb with, like, a can of incesticide, right? Um, hmm yeah, and then we get that match scene. Uh, I and, I think yeah. my favorite doctor moment is this episode where he's very excited about lighting things on fire, and he's just like, "Nothing beats a good fire." I'm like, "Doctor, you're a pyromaniac." <laughs> I well, I wonder if it was was that a reference to to the to the cavemen episode? Maybe. Um, was that like a like a cheeky like hey remember the beginning of last season with the fire and the oh cavemen? that's true it just makes me like because the amount of times that he visits like the great fire in London or whatever like that <laughs> yeah, in hindsight is really funny <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> um yeah so then I look the, I look I look yeah. at the first doctor as like an adolescent trapped in an old man's body I mm. guess and and as a new fan in retrospect like. Mm-hmm. He's he's still kind of that kid that that stole a TARDIS and like got kicked out of the academy, or whatever the hell. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. That seems very adolescent, like a love of fire. That's true. That is true. Um, the insecticide bomb blows up in Forrester's face. Uh, they basically light a fire that then like burns through the insecticide can and blows it up. They turn a gas line on, right? And then right. they light a yeah. match in front of it. <laughs> yeah. Don't freaking do that. <laughs> They've gone from educational to like, I, well, showing kids how to like make a little like a bomb. I mean, to be fair, that's literally how like gas stoves used to work. Yeah, um, but like that, like a laboratory, like concentrated stream of gas. Like I don't know. That's yeah. That's. <laughs> I just think we have uh, new standards on fire safety than we had. Back I guess then. so. That's how you blow up a building. Like, don't do. Yeah, that. <laughs> <clears throat> that's true. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, so then uh, talking about, like, 
the weird scaling of stuff. So so the 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 explanation that uh, Cass alluded to earlier for Barbara was like we get her back to the TARDIS and right now she's an inch tall and so the insecticide that she took in uh is like too much and it's going to kill her. But if we get back in the TARDIS and we return to normal size then it'll be like barely anything to her body and she'll be able to uh you know just get over it because yeah. it's like it's nothing it's whatever um meaning that like while she will grow in size the insecticide in her body will not it will stay the same amount as the one inch version of her and 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 therefore everything will be fine but i just have so many questions about this right because so the doctor takes one of the seeds the wheat seeds as proof basically so he has this giant seed that he's holding with like a blanket or like his cape or something like that and he brings it back to the TARDIS when they leave um because Smithers and 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 Forrester get arrested by Bert the cop mm-hmm. um and they have a lot of explaining to do because there's like a dead body in the garden and uh <laughs> <laughs> and they go back to the TARDIS and he sets the seed down and then fixes the TARDIS everybody grows back to normal size and you know this because the seed that was giant shrinks down and Ian thinks it disappeared but in reality it just turned to the normal size of a seed and he's right. like see proof that we're back to normal size um and I was like oh that's very clever and then I was like wait if it was just affecting them then why did the notebook in in the doctor's pocket turn to them size right. why wasn't it why didn't it stay giant and did it did it stay small when they or did it grow? So then, why did that grow, but not the seed and yeah. not the pesticide? It it has, I mean, holes like Swiss cheese. Don't in the logic yeah, don't of think too hard all about of this. it. <laughs> I don't know. Any thoughts on? Uh... Yeah, no, that explanation too. Because I'm like, okay, well, if she took an amount like a serious amount of chemicals into her blood or whatever, like that would be magnified, like when she gets bigger and like right. You would think. I don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Um, unless it was just like a weird thing where it was like everything that everything just went back to the size it's supposed to be. Um, and so it was like, that's how it differentiates. That's the only way that you can make it make any sense. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, the TARDIS is a magic box. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Maybe you just let it happen. Oh, oh, know. there's, yeah, there's that line that Ian says when Susan's trying to convince him in episode one that they shrank. And he's like, that's impossible. And I was like, Ian, my guy, you live in a time machine. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I feel like that's his reaction to everything they ever do yeah. on the show is like, he's the guy that's like, no, that's impossible. <laughs> like, my guy. <laughs> he's like, He's like Scully, uh, you know, <laughs> six seasons into the X-Files. And you're like, no, no, you can't be a skeptic anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it's, it's gone beyond that, lady. Um, you've seen too much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Nick, closing thoughts on Plano of the Giants? Um, it was, I think this is, I mean, this is definitely the first episode uh, of this era we've seen since The Power of the Doctor. So I had this warm thought of being like, oh, it's cool that, just cool knowing that Ian's still kicking around in the universe and that TARDIS support group. That's, that's true. It was a sweet, it was a sweet thought. Um, very, uh, sad into, so, so, so next week is, is Susan's or the next first doctor's adventure is, is Susan's last story. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's a bummer. She and Ace might be my, my two favorite companions wow. that, I, that, really? I, that I've met so far. 
that, yeah, that, I love yeah, that. that I love that so little. Far. I get that. Cla- you mean I classic love... companions or total? Total, I think. Yeah. Wow. Um, I like the weirdos. I I, I like the little weirdos. I just like yeah. she's. That's fair. You know, maybe because maybe because it's around the holidays, but she's very Buddy the Elf. <laughs> That's like, true. Like, there's a bit at the end of Elf where he's married and a father. And you're yeah. like, oh, is he gonna like? No, he's still he's he's exactly the same. He's still gonna yeah. sit on his Bob Newhart's lap. And... <laughs> uh, but good. yeah, kind of an op- open and shut <laughs> shut. I've been calling it an adventure. Feels like a. Str- I mean, I guess it is technically an adventure, but it's just like a the way that like. Remember that one time our car ran out of gas and we had to like push it to the gas station. Like wait, that's an adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is funny that this story takes place primarily like in a garden it, it is the story of people shrunk down in a garden and then having to get into the house to like you know solve a thing so that they can like grow back to size and i'm like that's literally the plot of honey I shrunk yes the kids. yes like yeah. there's even a giant ant. So, yeah it <laughs> makes me wonder if joe johnson like saw this episode it was like mm. i bet i could do it better oh. um, <laughs> what if they were kids and he, and he did <laughs> and he did you certainly did. Can we agree, uh, honey? I shrunk the kids is better than this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, difficult not to agree with that, right? Uh, <laughs> as much as I, I, I still really do like this episode. I think it's, I think it's so funny that while they're having this shrunk down, honey, I shrunk the kids adventure. Uh, there's literally a murder and a a cover up. Like, there's some dark shit happening. <laughs> No, it's like that movie. Uh, like it's like it's like very story. bad things. It's like a Coen Brothers movie yes. happening. Is, is like the B plot of this. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, what's the uh, what's that first Danny Boyle movie um, with Christopher Eccleston? Uh, oh yeah, damn. Yeah, where they murder their uh, roommate and then Christopher right. Eccleston yeah. has to bury the body because he loses the bet or something. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, it's like that. Uh, <laughs> that's what's going on. <laughs> in the B plot while the rest of it is just honey I shrunk the kids adventures. Yeah. But they should do this again. I would like to see like this kind of story cuz like yeah, like you know, have them have them write on an ant or like write a get trapped in a dew drop or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um anyway, uh Cass, any any other closing thoughts on uh Planet of the Giants? Um I had more fun talking about it with you guys than I did watching it this time, but that's fine. That's why we yeah. do this. So. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we are back. See? Yay. See? We're back. Yay. Um, hope you guys didn't miss the uh, separate pre-written uh, recaps that we used to do. Um, it, was, it was holding us back. Um, and now we're free. And we can actually like make this show, hopefully, on a regular schedule again. Um, but, uh, thanks so much next week. Uh, we will return with the second doctor's, uh, uh, 10th story, the ice warriors. Yes. Um, <laughs> the introduction of the ice warriors. Yes. Uh, so that is, uh, next week on the show. Um, thanks so much for listening everyone and, uh, make sure you join the discord. If you're not links in the show notes and, um, we'll talk to you next time. Bye everybody. Bye.